And welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Uh, Jeff here, and as always, bringing you new content, exciting content, and the NBA playoffs are starting up. And as promised, we are back with our guests from our last NBA episode. David, how are you, sir? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Oh, living the dream, sir. Living, well, at least chasing the dream. But right, uh, right. I mean, I'm, I've never been more excited to talk basketball. And, you know, we had a pretty good convo a couple weeks back, and now we at the playoffs. So let's start off here. What did you think of the bubble? Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, looking at the scrimmages, uh, to me, they felt like high school games. I thought that's what the what the uh, exhibition bubble guard, the official bubble games were going to feel like. Um, I didn't notice a huge difference watching on TV from a normal season. It, <clears throat> I thought they did a great job. Yeah, uh, I, I the regular season. Yeah, the the one thing that I think you missed, if really, if we're being honest, I think there's one thing that there's missed. If a team goes on like a six to eight zero run and they're at home, you have that long pause with the crowd where somebody needs to take a timeout. Yeah, because the, the crowds will force timeouts too. That never happens, obviously. Right. But I, I think the the video boards that have the the fans projected on the screens, those are cool. The whatever, if you want to call it pumped in crowd noise, I mean, that's all right. Um, the fake decals on the court don't really do much for me. Um, I don't know. I just, the competitive nature of the games that I did watch, I probably watched... I don't know. I watched a couple of Laker games. I watched a couple of Blazer games. I think I watched a Celtics game, one Toronto game, one Clipper game. I watched a good handful of ball. I probably watched five or six games. Um, but uh, I thought the presentation was good. I, I, I'm excited for the playoffs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And to touch on what you said, the intensity of the games as far as the players go, I mean, it felt like they were just as locked in, if not more, than in the regular season pre-COVID. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, I actually agree. Um, now, mind you, the second half of this bubble, um, you could make the argument that a lot of teams phoned it in because seeding truly, it matters in the team you're playing, but it doesn't matter for home court advantage. Yep, so a lot, of, a lot of teams phoned in the second half, you know, started resting players. Uh, mind you, they've been on rest for six months or whatever, but started resting players and, and getting healthy. And, and that's just fine and dandy because I am excited for a very competitive playoff series. But one team that did not mail it in, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. What a story. What a story that tragically is, is ending now. <laughs> that that would have been a lot of fun to to see them at least uh, get to the play-in series to try to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I want to I want to give a public apology to the Phoenix Suns. If, if Phoenix, if you guys are listening, if anybody from Phoenix is listening to this podcast, if you're a <laughs> Suns fan, I'm giving you a formal apology. Two weeks ago, we were on this podcast and we were talking about the potential teams that could factor in in a playoff series. And I did not give the Phoenix Suns even 20 seconds on this podcast. I wrote them off. Um, and they surprisingly surprised me. Devin Booker earned himself a trade. <laughs> he needs to be traded. <laughs> he needs to find himself on another team. The Phoenix Suns 
they, they almost looked unbeatable. I mean, yeah, they they they, they, se- they seemed like a Warriors team from a couple of years back. They just were really clicking, and uh, their big their big center. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, thank you. There was even a game where he missed his COVID test, so he wasn't able to play, and they still won that game. So they yeah. even had some bumps in the roads. I mean, truly, yeah, that's, Phoenix that's, was. That's a huge. That was a huge loss too, because that's not a deep team. No, they're not deep at all. They're not deep at all. You could. I would argue that they're probably. I mean, them and. Gosh, who else? I think there was another pretty trash team. They don't have a roster. Their their team's very Devin Booker esque. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but they're not going to be playing in the playoff series. I wish we would get to see them in the playoff game. But a team that did make a run in the bubble is now in the playoffs. And not only are they in the playoffs, but they only need to win one game rather than two. We got the Blazers versus the Grizzlies. The Blazers find themselves into the eighth seed. First off, before we even get into this matchup, define play, define bubble Damian Lillard. Oh, it's on another level, man. He's been, you know, drawing comparison uh, throughout this to uh, Allen Iverson from uh, the herd. And rightfully so. I mean, he's been underlooked for basically his whole career. He's been one of the best guards in the league the past four or five years. And I think the just the spotlight of the bubble kind of put a focus on on smaller market players that normally wouldn't get the get the attention. And he delivered just like we talked about in the the last uh, NBA episode that he was going to show up. He was going to put the team on his back and get him into the playoffs and. Right now, it's looking like that's going to be the case, depending on how they fare against the Grizzlies uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, so the one thing that uh, me and you were texting back and forth earlier this week, and I had pointed out to you that Damian Lillard is having career high in points per game, assists per game, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. Just completely on another level, another planet right now. He's the he's like one of only a few players that have dropped 60 points three different times in the same season Lillard is incredible Um, truly truly the reason that this team has made it to the eighth spot and one thing I do want to point out before we get into this 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 game um, Damian Lillard if you remember correctly was kind of the the catalyst for bringing in additional teams to the bubble Damian Lillard was pretty public saying that if if we get brought back to play basketball and I don't have a chance to make the playoffs, I'm not going to play. Yep. Yeah. You know, was, they, I, big, think, big I think they were six games out when this thing started. And they were able to make up that ground and, and find themselves into a playoff matchup. And because of that, they only have to win one game. Portland has to win two. How do you see? I'm sorry. Portland has to win one game. Memphis has to win two. Yep. How do, how do you see this one shaking out? I only see it going one way. Uh, well, the Blazers are hot. Uh, Dame's averaging fifty one points, nine assists their last three games. Uh, they're six six and two in the bubble. Um, I I see this ending tomorrow. I think the Blazers are going to come out firing, and I think they're going to they're going to beat the Grizzlies the first go around and set up a first round series against the Lakers. I one hundred percent agree. I don't know. 
I don't see a scenario in which this goes even two games. It's only two games. I, I just don't see Memphis pulling off the upset. And even if they do, let's let's play hypothetical here. Is there any way that you see Portland dropping two in a row? No, not to Memphis. Memphis is stumbling through this. They're they're two and six in the bubble, and one of their wins came on a John Morant and uh, Jonas Valanciunas triple double in the same game. That's not going to happen again. Yeah, and that's that's the only way they're going to beat this Blazers team, and it's it's just not going to happen. I think Memphis is done. Speaking of Jonas's triple double, fantastic numbers in that game. Nobody talked about it because it's Huge Jonas. Triple double. He had a massive triple double that game, uh, like twenty six odd points, nineteen boards, twelve assists. Like that's yeah, it was absurd. Yeah, great numbers for him. Um, so shout out on the pod. But so let's go ahead and get right into the matchup then, because we're predicting both of us are predicting Portland, so no disagreements there. L. A. Portland. Seven games. Where do you see this one going? What's your prediction? Um, I, I think Portland's good enough to make this interesting. Uh, the Lakers are are stumbling into this three and five in the bubble. Uh, LeBron and LeBron's been rusty. AD's been, you know, hit or miss. He's had some monster games, but he's also laid some eggs in the bubble. I, I think this is a series where. LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to have to bring it every night. They're, I don't think the Lakers are just going to walk through Portland without their stars going off. But um, I, I think the Lakers will take it relatively easily. I think the Blazers might steal one at home. I got the Lakers in five in this series. So you're a Laker fan. Is there any potential trouble guarding Lillard and CJ in the backcourt as everybody is – Speaking of, uh, yeah, I mean, as you know, our uh, best wing defender uh, chose not to participate in the restart, Avery Bradley. That's huge. That's a lot bigger than people realize. You know, he's one of those guys that, you know, the last four minutes of game seven of the finals, he's going to be on the floor. That's that's how big of a loss that is. Uh, we don't have a guard to step up in his absence and play defense like he does. Um Kuzma's been on fire defensively. AD can guard one through five. So I know the Blazers like to switch Dame onto, onto forwards and centers a lot. That's not going to be a problem here. Davis can guard him on the perimeter. But it's still, it's still Dame and CJ. They're going to do their thing. But I, they don't have the supporting cast. And LeBron and AD, is, is, this is too much firepower. I think the Lakers are going to walk through this relatively easily. I think every game will be somewhat competitive like i said lakers in five but one more thing i want to point out carmelo anthony obviously finding himself on a roster this year yeah, uh, against all of my all of my predictions for before he was signed you were very against him i yep. would like to say that i was very give him a chance I'm not trying to say that I was like, Carmelo Anthony can still drop 30. I was just saying that he's good enough to be on a roster and should be oh, on a roster. Yeah, that, that was never in question for me. For me, it was more so, you know, he's, a, he's been the number one guy his, his whole career, rightfully so. I, I just thought his ego was going to get in the way of him uh, accepting a, a lesser role. And he's bought into Portland. He knows his role. And he's thriving on this team. And he's made them a lot better. Yeah. So what? So for the first time in, I believe, eight years, 
LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony will meet in a postseason matchup. What do you do? You think Melo has anything in store for this series, or do you think maybe it's a one-game blow-up? Do you think he'll just be quiet? What What's your Carmelo Anthony predictions on this series? Um, I I don't think he, I don't think there's gonna be any game where he goes off. I think he's gonna be a non-factor in terms of taking over a game. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, I think he's gonna. He's put up his season averages, 15, 15 or so points a game, uh, relegated to mostly a spot-up shooter. I, I don't see him being a, being a huge factor in, in this series. Okay. From a from a superstar standpoint, uh, he's not going to take over. So you got Lakers in five here? Lakers in five, yeah. I, I don't see one. a You don't see what? I, I, I don't see a sweep happening. It's either oh. five or six, and I'm going five. I'm going to give Portland a little more credit because I think it's Portland. If it is, if it, if Memphis somehow pulls off the upset, I think Lakers get this in four, but I'm going to pretend it's not. I'm going with Portland. That's my pick. I think Portland makes this very interesting. And I think that it's LA in seven. You got this going, going seven. I got it going seven. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to wear on the Lakers. Like you said, they don't have anybody to defend. I think that LeBron will be LeBron James. I think Anthony Davis will be fantastic. But I don't think that they have any answer for the backcourt. Uh, and that's going to be a problem. I think Lillard. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, we've already said he's going to average 50-plus points. I think that's going to be well on his way to – I mean, he's going to be in the 40s every game. So He's going to ha- – he has to be. There's, with that – there's with no that said, that. yeah. With that said, we'll move on to OKC Houston here. This is an interesting one. I think this is going to be one of the better first round series in the whole uh, playoffs. Really? Well, for one, Russell Westbrook's out for the series. He's going to miss the series, even with a healthy Russell Westbrook. I still think OKC will give Houston fits without Westbrook. This, this is going to be interesting. I disagree. And you might, you might disagree with that. I'm not saying that Houston can win a title without Westbrook, but Houston can beat OKC with just Harden by himself. I think they're good enough. I There's think a- they're good enough. I just think given Harden's track record of showing up in the playoffs, if that comes into play here, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because outside of Harden and Westbrook, um, I don't think they have a 20-point-per-game score. Eric Gordon is also hurt. I don't think he's missing time, but I know he's hobbled. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, here's my problem. Outside of, outside of Chris Paul, who are you trusting in OKC? Uh, Gallinari. Uh, Gallinari's going to show up. He's Big solid. Point shooter. Uh, Dennis what? Schroeder, he's a top top candidate for sixth man of the year. He's putting up 19 and 8 this season. He's going to be solid. Uh, Shai Gilkis Alexander, you know, rising star in this league. I, yeah. And Steven Adam. I, I think they match up well. They're, they're, they have a lot of B players. Absolutely. They just—it's like their entire roster is made up of B to B minus players. 
They have yeah, no including speed. Chris Paul at this point. In- including Chris Paul. If you want to give Chris Paul the best rating possible, he's probably a B plus. At so, this point in his career, yes. Yeah, so they're full of a lot of B players. But Harden's an A plus player. Yeah, but outside of Harden, you're looking at you're looking at C plus players. Outside of Harden and uh Eric Gordon. I, I don't know. I so, I think so you think you think fire or star power is going to win this one? You think Harden's just going to be? Too I just much think I just think Harden stuff? will be too much. That's I, just where I'm at. I see that, and where I disagree on the other end, I think just the team play of OKC is going to be too much. I think they have too many uh, good players that I don't think Harden's going to be able to overcome by himself. What's your What's your pick on the series? I, I think it's going to go seven, and I think as of right now, I think OKC's got the four, right? Yeah, but it, do, I, it I really doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, right. I'm thinking there's going to be – Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's I'm just – I'm thinking outside of the bubble here. I'm thinking there's, there's just, a home game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, it just – it doesn't even matter. I'm, I got OKC in six, man. I'll take I knew Houston. this was going to be a point where we didn't see eye to eye. Yeah, I'm taking Houston in six. I don't – if this game, if this series goes seven, I'll still take Houston. Um, yep. I, I, here's I, the thing: I absolutely see your side of this. I would, I say, I would pick Houston in a sweep. I would pick Houston in five games. I would pick Houston in six games and seven games. I don't think right. there's a scenario where OKC wins the series. I just, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I think this team well overachieved. And now we're talking, I mean, they've had a, a six-month layoff. And, you know, they come out in the bubble and they play all right. They go four and three. They have another game tonight. I think they might even be playing right now or pretty soon. Are you talking but, about Houston or are you talking about OKC? OKC. So, I mean, it's, it, I mean, they literally, they're four and three as of right now and they play again tonight. Even if they win yep. again, five and three, they're beatable. I. In Houston, don't in Houston, they're four and three too. Don't get me wrong; it's not like they're a straight juggernaut either. But they still have Harden. They still have the leading scorer. They don't have anybody to defend him. I mean, it is going to be a Harden versus Chris Paul type uh, type ordeal. Should be fun. But I'm. Uh, yeah. I like I like Chris Paul supporting cast over this Houston team right now. Yeah, we're going to disagree here, but that's okay. Let's uh, move on to Denver, Utah. So I'm. This one's tough for me because Utah is kind of a wild card. You've had Mike Conley injured most of the season, yeah. but now he's now he's back healthy. You have a young Donovan Mitchell who's shown he's all right. I mean, he's a stunning player. You got Rudy Gobert. Uh, I feel like they have somebody else. Ingles, right? Yes, Joe Ingles lights yes. out a three-point shooter. This is a very, very good starting five team. It's as good as Bogan anybody's Bogdanovic. starting five. Yes, another one. Very, very underlooked. Emmanuel Moutier, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench now. He's been solid this season. He was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Clarkson's he actually. And talked. He's had a, he's had a very good bubble too. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I don't want to, but I'm taking Utah here. I just don't have a lot for Denver. I'm not sold on Denver. What's your, what's your, where are you taking? 
Um, I'm taking Denver in this series. I think it's going to go the distance. I got Denver at seven. I think it's going to be very competitive. Um, at the end of the day, as, as close as these rosters match up, it's just forcing me to take the team with the best player, and that's Nikola Jokic. That's fair. That, that's incredibly that fair. My, that was my deciding point on this one. This is just this is too close to call. So I'm I'm going to go with the team with by far the best player on the floor. I'm still going to take Utah. I just think they're deeper, and frankly, they they just have more experience too. I I agree with you there. As as young as they are, yeah, this team they have some young disrupted. pieces, but they actually have some veterans too. Yeah, and Mitchell, uh, Gobert, uh, see Joe Ingles. Those guys have been in the playoffs together. What three, three state, three straight years, four straight years at it, least since yeah. Mitchell's been in the league. Yeah, his rookie year, they were in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like Utah here. I'll take Utah in seven. We'll split hairs here. I like that. I'm I'm gonna yeah. take Utah. I'm not. I don't but, love it. I think I definitely think Denver can win this series, but I, uh, I, I just like Utah. Yeah, I agree. I think where Denver lacks is outside shooting. Uh, they have very serviceable bigs. Uh, Plum League, got Paul Millsap, who's been playing great basketball. Obviously, Nicola. Uh, Jamal Murray, their stud guard. Uh, Jeremy Grant. They, they have a very serviceable starting lineup. And yeah. I, I think they have the pieces to win this series. Okay. Let's go ahead on to the 2-7 matchup. This matchup is... It's interesting, to say it's, the least. It's going to be the most fun matchup, in my opinion, of all the matchups in round one, as far as I, I pure star power on the court. Yeah, it's it's absurd looking over these rosters. This is yeah. There's, there's household names everywhere. There is. So, the Clippers, the two-seed versus Dallas. Again, home court does not matter. Which team's better? This is, this is intriguing. Uh, so... Couple points here. Kawhi Leonard, obviously, we know what we're getting with him. Paul George, we know what we're getting with him. Yep. A lot of other pieces haven't exactly been there. Lou Williams, obviously, we know what's going on with him, and he'll be back for the playoffs, right? Correct. He will be back for. I think he's going to be back game one. Yep. Yes. Okay. And they got Morris, and they got a lot of pieces. Very deep team. Yeah, probably the maybe the deepest team in these playoffs. I probably. Probably. Well, then you have Dallas, who probably has the most exciting player in the league. Would you agree, Luca? Luca, yeah. Doncic. I mean, I'd say at this point, a walking triple double. He's a walking triple double, and you get a player that we haven't really seen the two of them play a lot together because of because of Porzingis's injuries. But now he's had so many months here to rehab. He's ready to go. Yep, and he and is a they've problem. Been, he's a he's problem. Healthy. They are running pick and rolls with Luca and in Porzingis and it's truly not fair. Yeah. Like I'm watching these games. I'm like, that's, that's not even fair. How can you even play with them? And they bring in, Hey, go blue. They bring in Trey Burke. Trey Burke has been balling for them. Yeah, you know, that, get hot. that was a uh, right before the bubble. They picked him right before they joined the bubble. They picked him up. Hadn't played with them much of this year. I don't know. I just think uh, Dallas is way better than a seven seed. Yeah, that's the thing, too, that I was thinking about this matchup is I don't know how these two teams are meeting in the first round. Exactly. <laughs> and it's it's solely because Porzingis hasn't been healthy. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's probably 
I mean, I think that's the only reason why. Now, mind you, Dallas is three and five in the bubble. But to be completely honest, they, they've been resting players. They've been doing their own thing. When serviceable, they've been in they played a very good game with Portland the other night. It was I was texting you towards the end. I'm like, turn this game on. It was so good. Yep. <sighs> how that do you was, how, uh, that was Dame's sixty one point game if I Yeah, it was. It was. Where do you see this one going? I I'm like coin flip, but I think I know where I want to go. Um I don't think this is much of a coin flip. I I think the Clippers are gonna take this. I I think Dallas will make it interesting behind Luca, but Porzingis isn't. You can't count on him night in night out right now. He can lay eggs. He's he has to be there every night if they're gonna win games in the series. But on the other hand, I mean Dallas has guys Hardaway, uh, Trey Burke, even Seth Curry. If those guys can catch fire from beyond the arc, they can beat any team in the league. That's what I mean. But, I mean, if all the pieces come together for Dallas every night, they can win the series. But I'm not counting on that happening. The Clippers are too – they're just – they're old reliable. They're, they're a deep team. You know, they're full of all-star caliber players. You know, top five player in the world, Kawhi Leonard. Probably the two best two-way players in basketball, him and George. Uh, Patrick Beverly who's probably going to have the task of guarding Luka at the start of the series. Lou Williams, Montrose Harrell, two of the three six, final six-man candidates. Yeah, it's a lot. but I think, I think Dallas is just outmatched. Here. But if all, the pieces, if all the pieces come together any, giving, any given night, they can beat anybody. But I don't see it happening four times. Okay. How many games? Uh, five. Five. Five games. Take Clippers and five. And Dallas will steal one. Just one. Just one. I'm going Clippers that's, and that's, that's Clippers and six. six. As I have on here. Clippers, Clippers and six. But if it goes seven, I'm taking Dallas. If it makes it to a game seven, I will take Dallas. I know that sounds funny because you're like, well, you need to uh, experience. Dallas is – the coaching matchup is equal in my opinion. Everybody talks about Doc Rivers. Oh, it's, it's no, the coaching matchup is definitely equal. I just think that Dallas has a lot more to prove than what they've shown. There's a lot of scoring there. The Clippers are a heavy defensive team. If you can shut down Dallas for for five games, yeah, it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go six or seven. But I just don't see that happening. I think Dallas gets at least two. I'll take the Clippers to win this series, but it's gonna be six. I think Dallas takes more than. I think they have a heartbreak, and then they win two other games. So I think there's gonna be one where they're real close, and there's gonna I be two where they win. So I just don't think it's going to be straight up Clippers just rolling them every game. I just I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so either. I mean I think it's going to be a competitive. I think all the games are going to be competitive. I just see the Clippers taking it in five. I don't see Dallas get more than one. They have too many unreliable, just spontaneous players on their roster. 
Okay. And they're gonna have they're gonna have to have a lot of things go right, and the Clippers are gonna have a have to have a lot of things go wrong for Dallas to win. You know, three even four games. You know what I mean in this series. Okay. Let's uh let's move over to the east side. Okay. And we're going to work backwards this time. We went from highest to lowest this time. So we're going to work backwards. So we're going to start with the 2-7. Toronto and Brooklyn. Here's the thing. I love Karis LeVert. Go Blue. Brooklyn does not have anything to compete with Toronto. I think this is a four-game sweep. Toronto. They have no, they have no shot in this series. This is one of two sweeps that I have in the first round of the playoffs. Toronto's going to walk Brooklyn. Uh, I don't think there's any scenario in which that doesn't happen, you know, not I agree. counting cat- catastrophic injury. <laughs> but, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think you'll get one game from Karis Levert where he tries to go for 40 and they still lose. Yeah. It's and Dinwiddie's hurt now. Yeah. Andre Jordan, Andre Jordan's out for the series. Obviously KD and Kyrie are not playing yeah. this season. They, they're, they're just, they just don't. Yeah, if this this would have been an extremely fun series if you get a randomly healthy Kevin Durant, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Karis LeVert. Then it's a fun series. That, that we're talking seven games and who knows who wins. That's crazy that how much better Toronto is than this Nets team currently constructed. If you just plug in one player, that's Kevin Durant, I think this series goes a different way. That's how good Kevin Durant is. Yeah. But as of right now, Brooklyn just does not have the pieces. I like Brooklyn. I picked them to win the seventh seed over Orlando when we talked, but it doesn't mean much. Toronto's going to walk them for nothing. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't see another scenario in the series. I don't see Brooklyn getting a game. All right. Let's move on to the 3 6 matchup. I feel like we've seen this matchup for the last four years. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you are spot on. <laughs> Boston, this is, uh, this Philadelphia. Is the Boston, Philadelphia matchup. Yes. Do you think this annual matchup goes another way than it's gone? Uh, Boston's winning the series. I Bo- think. Uh, I think without uh, without Ben Simmons playing, that that put the dagger in this one for uh, for Philadelphia. I think Boston's I got- too deep. They're they're so they have a top top three coach in the league. This is just a all around better basketball team in every facet. Yeah, I actually Boston's a sleeper. We'll we'll talk about that in future playoff episodes, but I got Boston winning here in no more than five. I think I'll give Philly one slip up game. I think they can catch Boston. Um because Philly does have a good roster. That they absolutely have a one of the one of the better rosters in the in the playoffs on paper. Yeah, they do have a good roster, so I'll give them one game, but I think Boston's just far and away better, and they, they don't have the dysfunction in the locker room. I'll take Boston to win in five. I have Boston in six. I think they're young enough that uh, that they're, they're going to drop a couple here, especially if uh, Tobias Harris can have some big nights. You know what Embiid's going to give you. Uh, Horford can show up. Tobias Harris can have you know a 28-30 point night i think philly can steal two but okay. i don't see it going much more than that okay uh we got four five the indiana pacers versus the miami heat this is a pretty intriguing series 
Something we did not talk about is bubble TJ Warren. Stud. Who saw that coming? I mean, not the Suns who traded him away for nothing. Absolutely not. <laughs> He's been um, here. Yeah, but I don't know what to make of this series. I, I want to say Miami wins. But Indiana is such a good team, but so is Miami. Like, they both play team ball. They don't have that one guy. You could argue T.J. Warren, obviously, but they, that hasn't been their, the morale of the team. They've always been – both these ball, ball clubs have been five-guy rotations. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be one of the more competitive series. Definitely. Um, the problem I see here is uh, – Sabonis is out. He's hurt. That's that's their best player right now with Oladipo, you know, slowly getting back into form. And he might be their best player when Depot's healthy, to be honest. He's out of this series. Oladipo's, you know, making his way back into to being his normal self. And uh, TJ Warren, they played the Heat in the bubble and. T.J. Warren was held to his lowest point total in the bubble against Miami at 14 points. He struggled from the field in that game. I think Miami has too many guys to throw at him as far as wing defenders. I think the leadership of, of Jimmy Butler is is going to go a long way here. And they have big shot makers, and Tyler Harrow, Andre Godala, Jay Crowder. I think, I, think Indi- uh, I think Indiana's outmatched, but I do think this will be competitive. I got it going seven. Yeah, this one's this one's going at least six. These teams are just too equally good. Yeah, they match but, up very well. Yeah, but I am with you here. Jimmy Butler will be the difference. Yep. Uh, watch out for Duncan Robinson. Go blue. Um, yeah. Bam Adebayo, all star this year. Yeah, yeah. I'll take uh, I'll take the Heat in six. Going Heat in seven. And if uh, if Sabonis was playing in this series, I think I'd take the Pacers in seven. I think that's the that's the deciding point for me is is uh, Sabonis being out. Okay. Well, we got the last matchup here, Milwaukee. Oh, oh. Are we even going to talk about this one? I mean, oh. it's it's here on paper, Milwaukee versus Orlando. Not much to talk about with Orlando. They uh, they did shockingly go three and five in the bubble. They won their first two, and then they dropped five in a row, and they they won their last one. Um, I, not a whole lot to say here. This is a sweep. This is absolutely a sweep. This is one of those series where if uh, if the Bucks supporting cast outside of Giannis don't show up, it it doesn't matter. Giannis is the most single handedly win this series. Do you think that the Bucks? We'll just give a little preview for our next playoff episode. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have struggled in the bubble. Giannis has had his little headbutting issues. They just haven't looked typical Bucks. Do you think they have a shot to lose in the second round? Without giving an official well, prediction, do you think there's a shot they lose to either Indiana or Miami? Uh, that's no, I don't think so. I, I don't think they'd have a problem with Miami. Oh man. I don't know. I mean, so you think they're guaranteed to win the first two matchups, no matter what? 
I think so. I think Giannis is that good. I mean, okay. you have you have another All Star player in Chris Middleton, uh, Wesley Matthews can shoot, the Lopez brothers. They, I think they just have too much. Eric Bledsoe, the bulldog point guard. No, I I don't see him losing either of the first two rounds. Okay. But well, I think they would have a good series with the Heat. I think that would be a fun one. Okay, so I got Milwaukee in a sweep. You got Milwaukee in a sweep, right? I have Milwaukee in a sweep, yes. And, and you would take them in less if it was possible. <laughs> I, I, if, if possible, I'd take them in, in one against <laughs> against this Orlando roster. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, when Nikola Vucevic is your best player, and there's a, a big drop off in talent outside of him, it's how many games? How many games would these two teams have to play for the Magic to steal a game? Uh, <laughs> a lot more than uh, more than four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a tough road for for Orlando. I mean, two years in a row they're getting to the playoffs, but I believe they drew Milwaukee last year too and got whooped. So yeah. it it is what it is. Um, that's that's the hardest team in the in the league to be is that that quick out in the playoffs every year. Yeah, because you're not. You're not getting any hardware, and you're not getting a lottery pick either. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what it is. Hopefully, my Pistons get a, a solid lottery pick this year. They could use it. You guys uh, are really underwhelmed. It's crazy. I mean, if we're I mean we're gonna take a second to talk about the Pistons. I mean, truly, they have just been. They're one of the more surprisingly active teams as far as like acquiring and trading away players. I mean, if you if you remember correctly, once they broke up the Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, all that stuff going on. So they, they lose Ben Wallace to free agency. They trade away Chauncey for for Allen Iverson. Even Chris Webber was on the team for a minute there. Um, they bring in yeah, Ben. The they, of his career. Yeah, they bring in Ben Gordon, who was actually looked like he was having a promising career out of Chicago. They had brought in Charlie Villanueva, who had been a solid player for the Bucks. Yeah, they were they, both studs for a short time. Gordon yeah, they, was a legit guard. They brought in Tracy McGrady towards the end of his career. They yeah. brought – I'm sure I'm going to miss players here, but they had um, – they bring in Brake Griffin, obviously, recently. Obviously, they drafted Andre Drummond, who, in my opinion, exceeded expectations. He just wasn't good enough to get you to the 50-win column, and that's really where you need to be in today's NBA. you got to win 50 games. He is a historically great center, statistically. Yeah, I mean, the, he's... The, the way the landscape of the league is now, I mean, that that doesn't win games anymore. That 90s-style center. It, yeah, it, kind of, it just sucks, because I, I, I actually even said, like, this dude would be unreal in Draymond Green's spot in, with the Warriors a couple of years back. Yeah, he just, he's, a, he's a 2020 threat every night. Yeah, and it's it's unheard of when you see those numbers on paper every single night, but it's like he just the team's not good enough to get over the hump. You know, they they just now got over Josh Smith's contract, another player they had had signed. Um they I don't know. Pistons are a little ways away. They need uh they need a really great player to turn turn up for them in the draft. They've they've they, lost a lot of they've passed on 
and missed on a lot of players over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and that's a tough thing about that market is you have to draft superstars in a market like Detroit because, I mean, free agents don't want to, they don't want to live in the cold. That's why they're all yeah. out West. You know, those yeah. high marquee guys, they don't, you know, they're not going to come to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. We need a, we need a guy like Damian Lillard who's loyal who, or a guy like Giannis yeah. who, who builds a brand somewhere and gets Watch guys out. to follow. Speaking of Giannis, I think, uh, I think Chris Middleton and company control the landscape of the league for the next five or six years, depending on their, uh, their performance in these playoffs. I don't think Giannis is going to waste his prime away in Milwaukee if they're not winning championships. So you think if he, if he doesn't win a title this year, this he's on, he's on a contract year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I believe his contract is up after this year. Unrestricted. Unrestricted. Oh, wow. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wasn't aware of that, I guess, but... Yeah. I don't know. You, I, there's been a lot of talk about it. I've, I've seen know. the talks. I've seen the talks. I guess I didn't realize it was coming up so soon. I, well, here's the question I'll pose to you. What does Milwaukee have to do to keep Giannis? Finals appearance? Championship? What do you, what do you think? I think they have to get to the finals this year. Minimum. Yeah, and I, I think it it can't come on the back of Giannis. I think his, his cast has to show up. If he drags this team to the finals and loses, I, I just think he's going to be fed up. I don't think he's Damian Lillard. I don't think he's that guy that's just going to stay in his market because he's loyal to you know to the Bucks. I think he's a guy that wants to – I think he wants to be one of the best players of all time. And you need you need to win championships to be in those conversations. And I think he realizes that. And I think he'll test I think he'll test the market if if they underwhelm in these in these playoffs this year. I really do. What's a good fit for him and don't say the Knicks? If he wants to go win championships, he's yeah. gonna go play he's gonna go play with Steph and Clay. How would they make that happen? Money-wise? Yeah. They'd have to uh, move they'd have to move they, on from Draymond, they'd have to move on from Andrew Wiggins. You think they move both those guys in order to land Giannis? I mean, well, I Wiggins, would. I I mean, yeah, I would too. I think Wiggins is a no-brainer. Draymond, I think they'd be more reluctant to to let walk, but I mean, if you're talking about a guy like Giannis, you know, so this, here, is a, this is a business at the end of the day. Here's the thing, though. So right now they have, as it sits right now, they have Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and almost guaranteed a first, a top five pick in the draft. Yep. You would move on from some of those pieces in order to land Giannis? I'd move on from all of them. Even Steph? Outside of Steph and Clay. Okay. Steph and Clay are, are, are untouchable. Interesting. There's, there's, no one in the, there's no one in the league I would move either of them for if I'm uh, Bob Myers in the Warriors front office. They're, they're untouchable. Rightfully so. Let me ask you this while, while we're sitting here talking basketball and different scenarios. 
Do you think Steph and Clay need a third guy in order to win titles? Um, if they can stay healthy, I don't. I think they need more than a a D squad cast around them to do it. But I don't think they need. I don't think they needed Kevin Durant to win the championships that they won with him. So the roster that I just I just spoke spoke to you, Steph. Clay, random top five pick, Draymond Green, and the rest of their cast, their contender to win the title next year. Oh, absolutely. If Steph and Clay are healthy, yeah, but that's a problem is Steph's, you know, most of the time he's not healthy. I, I'm just saying, if, if I, you personally, have chance- I personally believe that Steph Curry would have played the entire season this year and maybe missed just a little bit of time with his hand injury or whatever had their team been competitive. But he loses Durant. He loses Clay to an ACL. Yeah, they there wasn't really a There was no play. reason for him to play. And he knew it. And to be honest, they're getting a, a lottery pick out of it. I, I mean... Yeah. Who, who wins? The freaking Warriors have been dominant for five years. Yeah. They have they're, one year where they're going to they're gonna lose you know, a player to... To free agency, they're going to lose a player to injury, and then they're going to be like, you know what? Let's lose another player. We already have another player who's semi-injured. Let's just sit him so we can tank. And even in that time, they traded away their best player to get a player. Oh, Wiggins! Wow. So literally, their 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 roster next year is going to be Steph, Clay, Wiggins, draft pick Draymond. Yep. They're going to be fantastic. And it sounds like they're set on on holding on to Wiggins. It sounds like he's in their future plans. That and I think he fits them. They they have well, missed. Go ahead. He he fits the. Uh, he somewhat fits the Harrison Barnes role. Thank you. I was that. just about, I was going to say he's better than Harrison Barnes. Agreed. I don't think he's better than Harrison Barnes in that system. I think he's a better player. I think Harrison Barnes just that team was so fluid. Every piece of it. I think Harrison yeah. Barnes is a huge part of that team. And and I don't know. I, I mean, you're yeah, not yeah, wrong. You're player. not you're not wrong. It's just it's there's no proof to that pudding because they lose Harrison Barnes and and traded him for Kevin Durant. Right. So your your argument can't be backed up, but I see what you mean. I don't think you're wrong because yeah. Kevin Durant's a top 2 basketball player on this planet. So it's like it, there's no way to prove what you're saying. So it's just right. it's one of those things. But with all said, we've talked quite a bit of basketball here. Any uh, closing remarks? Not for me. I think we covered everything for this this first round episode here. Okay. Obviously, you're a Laker fan. So outside of the Lakers series, what series are you looking forward to the most here? Uh, let me look over this real quick. Uh, for me, it's 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 Clippers in Dallas as far as watching. Lakers and Portland would be number two. I don't see – there's some other series that are good, but as far as just all-star power on the floor, those two for me are just like borderline all-star games. Yeah, those are going to be fun. I think uh, OKC and Houston, I think it's going to be a gritty series. Okay. Okay. Um, that one I'm probably looking most forward to watching. Obviously, outside of Lakers, Portland. Yeah. Even even if I wasn't a Lakers fan, I still think that's going to be a great series for everybody. I think that'll be a fun one. 
Yeah. Because Portland's not going to get walked. Every, no, they're, absolutely they're, they're, not. The games, the games are going to be competitive. Yeah, ab- they are I, absolutely not. I, I only have them winning one game in that series, but their games are going to be competitive. It's going to be fun to watch. If and the course, Lakers Lillard were to, on the show. if the Lakers were to sweep them, Lillard is going to average forty-five points, and the games are going to be close. I mean, there's just there's no way they're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. They're just they're, yeah. That, that's the problem here. The Lakers' problem is. Uh, they don't shoot the three ball well, and Portland's what the number three three point shooting team. I disagree with in that. These statement. playoffs, they haven't been. They have the shooters. It's just inconsistency. It is inconsistent, but they have they have players that can hit three ball three balls. They just, they do, uh, and absolutely. there's a lot of people out here that be like the Lakers can't shoot threes. I'm sorry, I literally I've watched a couple Lakers games in the bubble. The one against the Clippers, they had like six three pointers in a row. I. I was literally texting. I was like, dude, are you watching this game? They're just, I was like, you get a three, you get a three, you get a three, you get a three. Everybody was hitting threes. They were taking turns. Everybody on the floor had hit a three at one point. So the fact that people saying they can't shoot threes, that's incorrect. They might be shooting at a low clip right now, but they have players that can, that can, they feel comfortable hitting threes. It's a slump. Yeah. Yeah. We we got the guys. We we just got to put it together. Yeah. And they have LeBron James and, Playoff LeBron James will be in full force here soon. So cool. Well, yep. Dave, thank you again for jumping on the pod. Fun stuff. Hope yes, you sir. Thanks fun. for having me. Absolutely. Cool, man. We will be back in a couple of weeks, you guys, for round two. Be on the lookout. Thank you again. See you guys later.